Here we go again. Lots of commotion in the room, so I'll get you to get back to your seats. Welcome to everybody who is online with us here today. Uh, my name is Sean, one of the pastors here on this team, and it is good to have you here. Now, a couple of things that uh, we have been sharing with you about the life of the church. Just one more thing. This coming Wednesday night, I don't know if you knew this about us as a church, but we have our own camp, Nanus Bay Pentecostal Camp. Has anybody heard of this camp before? Fantastic camp. And uh, this coming Wednesday is our annual general meeting. And uh, basically what we're saying is we're inviting you to that. It's online. You don't have to travel anywhere. But if you would like to know what's happening in the life of our camp, um, hearing the things, what God has been doing, and really where we're heading in the future, if you would like to participate in that, what you do is just contact um, the office tomorrow, office at callwoodchurch.com, and we'll get you a link so that you could join in on Wednesday night. But we'd love for you to do that. So please take advantage of that if it is available for you. Let me say a couple things and let's see if whether or not you figure out what I'm talking about. Oh, the places you'll go, the cat in the hat, Horton, here's a who, green eggs and ham, who am I talking about? Good old Dr. Seuss. Now, can you imagine like, like all of these crazy little rhymes and these things that we heard for so many years, how they stick and they're embedded in our heads, these cute little storybooks and the things that are happening around it. So green eggs and ham. Do you like green eggs and ham? I do not like them. Sam, I am. I do not like green eggs and ham. Would you like them here or there? I would not like them here or there. I would not like them anywhere. I do so like green eggs and ham. Thank you, thank you. Sam, I am. Now, Dr. Seuss has been dormant for quite a long time, so I decided to resurrect Dr. Seuss today myself. And so uh, I've got my own little cute poem for you, and so let's, uh, let's take a listen to what... Uh, here it goes. The announcer claims, swing, batter, batter. Another says, pitter-patter, lest you become fatter. Many try to climb the corporate ladder to even see if they will matter. Did you notice how COVID made many of us matter and matter as we tried to silence all of the chatter? When it came to the church, we, we were stopped from gather, and we were all forced into scatter, which again made us matter. But what if the church would quit pitting against what is better? Is it the gather or is it the scatter? Perhaps the COVID teacher is showing us that both gather and scatter matters to Jesus. And folks, that is all that counts. It is time to gather and scatter. Applause would normally happen right now. Um, <laughs> Don't you love that? That's so much fun. How many of you think I should not quit my day job? Okay. Yeah, I, I know. <laughs> we, <laughs> okay, I won't quit. Uh, we, we have some fun with this stuff, but one of the things that you'll notice about this church is that um, as much fun and interaction that we could have, we always want to take these, these illustrations and we want to point them back to the person whose name is Jesus. See, Jesus is our central person here, and we want to talk about him, and one of the things Jesus does for us is he gives us this beautiful book called the Bible, 
and in the Bible, we get to learn about what he thinks of you and I and the things that he's looking for from you and I. And so with Dr. Seuss and the cuteness, that's all around that, but we're going to look at the Word of God today, and we're going to make a connection between the silly and the real, and we're going to see what happens with it. Fair enough? So Acts chapter 2 is where I'm going to turn my attention. Five simple verses, and they will be on the screens for you as well. It says, all the believers, somebody, somebody say all. Talk about gather, right? All the believers. All the believers devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to sharing in meals, including the Lord's Supper, and to prayer. A deep sense of awe came over all of them, and the apostles performed many miraculous signs and wonders. And all the believers, say it again, all, all the believers met together in one place. Somebody say gather. gather. Interesting that they were doing this back then too. Maybe we should pay attention to it. And they shared everything that they have. It says that they sold every of, all of their property and their possessions. They shared with the money with those who were in need. Who's ready to sell your house and help somebody else? <laughs> Quiet, okay. They worshipped together at the temple each day. Somebody say gather. Interesting that they would do that. They met in homes for the Lord's Supper. They shared their meals with great joy and generosity, all the while praising God and enjoying the goodwill of all the people. And each day the Lord added to their fellowship, to their gather, those who were being saved. How many of you would like that for our church? That'd be pretty unique. Will you pray with me as we've read the word of the Lord today? Father, teach us in these moments now what you need to say to our hearts. I know today is an interesting one, as it may um, step on some toes again. So Holy Spirit, I do pray that you would make what needs to land to land, and you will help us not to just hear the words, but to be doers of it today too. So Jesus, I love you. I thank you for what you're doing in this room today and online. I thank you that your presence is here with us, and now challenge us in your word that we may look more like you is what I pray for, and I ask these things in Jesus' name. And everybody said... Come on, everybody said. Amen. The subject I'd like to speak to us from today is gather scatter. Okay, say it with me on three. One, two, three. Gather scatter. Doesn't it feel good? One, two, three. Gather scatter. I don't, it's not a word, but it's two words joined into one. And it's just, it's just what I do. I get mocked a lot for the words that I try to make, and gather scatter is another one of them. That's okay. Did you know that underneath the surface of the earth, there are these things called cracks or fault lines? Did you also know that just because you don't see them with your eyes doesn't mean that they're not there? In fact, something unique happens in our world, and we suddenly see the cracks or the fault lines. And it's this thing called an earthquake. Heard of it before? See, when the earthquake strikes, what it quickly reveals as is, is exactly what was already there. Cracks. And today, I want to actually explore the earthquake that has happened, the cracks that it reveals. But today, I, I need us to see that the point of this message is to simply help you and I uncover what is, okay? So that we can now look towards 2022 to what will be and the opportunity that's in front of us. One thing I need you to hear right away today, though, is that there is not a motive nor an angle in my heart that would have any of us feel gain, shame 
or guilt in anything that I'm about to say. That's not what this is about at all. This is about the earthquake that has unearthed something that I do want to talk about for us today. And to do so, we're going to look at Gather Scatter. Great name, right? So in, in mid-March of 2020, the earthquake that struck us was this thing called COVID. Have you heard of it? Right? And uh, what happened in that moment, mid-March, I remember it well, is that we closed the doors to the church. And the, the really hard part was we did that two weeks before Easter. How dare they shut down the church before Easter was about to strike? But a crack was starting to be exposed in our lives. We were all confused, scared, and uncertain. Many were unimpressed. How dare you shut down my church? I gotta tell you, we missed seeing everybody, didn't we? First, first session in my COVID teacher series here was people. I mean, we missed seeing people. I got to tell you, and I don't know if you picked this up this morning, but when pa Pastor Josh told us to stop the instruments and just let the voices be heard, wasn't that beautiful? Listening to everybody. I miss listening to you sing. I mean, this may sound strange to you, but I even missed watching some of you drink that ridiculous coffee thing that you do all the time, right? Like, there are a lot of things that I, I missed. I realized that in this season, I was in mourning. You know what I was mourning? Sunday morning gatherings. I mourn the fact that I couldn't do it, that I was unable to do it. You need to understand that this is my training. Like, this is my call. This is what we do. And I'll make it singular there, but I'll make it plural because we've got a fantastic team of pastors here. And all of us together, this is our call. Like, this is what we, is what we do. In fact, the Sunday morning gathering is a mechanism that has existed for centuries and all of a sudden gone. Like, that was interesting to deal with. I have an honest admission I'd like to give to you today. A lot like uh, you, I sat on my couch with my family some Sundays and I hated the singing part of it. Singing at a TV screen. Did you feel the same way at all? I mean, you don't have to put up your hand, but I know you feel the same way I do. <laughs> You know, and it was those subtle rebukes of God just saying, Sean, grow up, all right? You could worship me anywhere. You don't need to be in a building. You could do this on your couch as well. Okay, thanks, God. We're friends, <laughs> you know. But then this wrestle started to occur with all of these internal things that I'm dealing with and working on. It's a microscopic moment that started to take shape. And it was under this microscope that the reveal was beginning to happen. The crack was about to be shown. And so I heard people communicating that they were struggling in their faith. And I know that the struggle was real. You know, it wasn't the same that it has always had been. But it was mostly attached to because they couldn't go to church. And perhaps you have said this. Perhaps you know somebody who has said it. That even doing online church wasn't for me for a season. We had Zoom fatigue. We had YouTube fatigue. I can't do this. I'm not going to do this. And let me make a couple of statements here, first of all. Um, we are not ever going to lose the online church platform for our church family. It's going nowhere. 
We are going to serve this. So to everybody online, I hope that you're typing amen into the chat room right now. And I'm watching this, right? So, but this idea, like we appreciate what the online platform has done. It kept us somewhat connected, did it not, folks? And so we're thankful for that. But the other statement that I, I need to make, and I want you to hear this from me, is that I absolutely love Sunday mornings. I love Sunday mornings when we get the opportunity to gather together. Does anybody else feel that same way? I love it. And when it was taken away from me, it really bothered me. But I love the Sunday morning gatherings. And guess what? The Lord willing and our government allowing us to do it, we will do this till we die. We will gather together. But hearing that people were struggling because they couldn't go to church bothered me. As if a building is why we have faith in Jesus. And so my COVID teacher started asking me and wrestling with me in some questions like these. Have we elevated Sunday morning gather over everything else? Has our Sunday mornings become an idol in our world? Have us church leaders led imbalanced? Have we put so much emphasis on this Sunday thing that we forgot about your, what, 12.30 Sunday afternoon when you leave church till the next morning, that Sunday that you come? Have we led in balance? Did we not properly equip people to withstand the earthquake that struck us? And I'm gonna ask us this question. Have we placed too much emphasis on going to church rather than being the church? There's a deep question. Are you glad you came today? <laughs> Did you know that one of your arms is uh, stronger, bigger than the other? Go ahead, pull them out, take a look. Which one is it for you? True, true story. I'm not trying to pull a trick on you. No one's going to swing your arm to hit you. <laughs> like, like, the, like this is one of your arms is legitimately bigger for you. This global pandemic that we're living through, please hear me, didn't cause the church to scatter. COVID did not do that. No, the church was already both scattered and gathered. This pandemic has simply revealed which arm was already weaker from the onset. And I love what Daniel Eim says in this statement. I wonder if God is wanting us to work on our weaker arm. Have we placed too much emphasis on going to church rather than being the church. And today, what I would like to do is contend, and this is what I want to contend for. Many of us have pitted these things against one another, the gather-scatter. We have said that gather is more important. Others have said the scatter is more important. But folks, what if this is not an either-or either thing? What if it's a both-and thing? Like, what if Jesus is saying, these things are both vital to the whole essence of the kingdom of God and how you can participate and grow in him? And so for the rest of our time together today, I want to contend that it is both gather and it is scatter that Jesus needs us to hear today. Fair enough? In Matthew chapter 18, verses 19 to 20, we perhaps get the most popular verse that Christians love to use when it comes to gathering together. In fact, some of you have spoken these words before. You've 
pitted them in certain areas and locations, and it goes like this. Where two or three are gathered, there I am, Jesus. And we have used these things for our things, and I'm just being silly here, but our holy little huddles. And we use them as a Christianese language to make us feel good. And we've used it for the context of gathering together. But unfortunately, folks, I'm about to burst the bubble for a moment. The context in which that verse is given to us is not about your holy huddles of gathering. It is about your conflict resolution with somebody who you are in disagreement with. It has nothing to do with saying, oh, Jesus is here, so we're good to go. Now, is Jesus there with two or three people and when they're gathered? Yes, he is, which makes us ask the question, is Jesus not there if there's not two or more? It's preposterous. It's silly. Of course, Jesus is there with you as you are alone and by yourself. Jesus is there where two or three are gathered. But if you want to use this verse, just understand, it has to do with conflict alone. But it's a great passage for your conflict. You should try it. It's really good. Okay, so we got rid of that verse for a second. That's good, right? So let's get to building why gather is so important. Why does Jesus think that gathering together is vital for his church, for his bride? And this is what I see in Acts chapter 2. It showed us that, we, that when everybody got together and they wanted to listen to the apostles' teaching, what they were saying right there is that they would get together in, in moments like these where they'd listen to their teacher, the apostles. Today, our language is pastor. That's an important piece. They would also get together to eat meals. Does anybody like to eat? And it's way better when you get to eat with other people, but it is a gather point. There was this thing called the communion table, the Lord's Supper, as it's called in Acts chapter 2. But you, these things were done together. What we're beginning to see that the original intention for the church, the early church out of Acts, was that they gathered quite a bit. They wanted to make sure that they did that with other people around them because this was the intention for what God had for them today. In Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, it reads this, And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Why would this author communicate to us, do not neglect the meeting together? Perhaps it was because there were some people who were doing it. They weren't meeting together, but this is what they knew. This was their model. They gathered daily, and they did different things and in different function. They understood that the value of gather was essential to themselves. So we, we understand that we are not to neglect the meeting together. We are to gather. This is one of Jesus' intentions for you and I. Within the gather, I see two things that are going to be beneficial for you. The first one that I see comes out of 1 Corinthians chapter 12. And there is this metaphor that Jesus, is, Jesus used, and he uses the metaphor of a body. And he says that the body of Christ, the collection of all believers come together, and you are a part of that body. You are a certain function to that body, and you are important. And I don't know if you've ever experienced this before in your life, but have you ever had perhaps one of the members of your physical body removed or eliminated? Have you ever had something on you broken or hurt? 
and that it does, uh, it does a disservice now to the rest of the body. Have you ever experienced that when one part of your body doesn't work, the rest of the body has to function different to compensate for it? Have you noticed this? And so Jesus uses this fantastic metaphor for us to see today that you and I are the body. What am I saying? Some of us feel that they don't need church, what we typically would know it to be here today. And I got to say that I do not, I find an inaccuracy in that position of belief. Here's why. Because this has nothing to do with you. Well, I don't need the church right now. I don't need to be there. I've got my own thing. That's not the point of what we're trying to communicate right now. The point that we are trying to communicate is that somebody else needs you. And if you're not present and if you are not here, the body suffers because of that. Interesting, eh? What am I saying? You matter that much. Like what you have inside of who you are, it matters and we need that here. Like we need you to step into that and realize that you have a place in this body. And when you're not here, we miss something very important. This gather reminds us that we are a part of something bigger than us. Part of something bigger. Two of my favorite days this past year were October 4th of 2020 and June 6th of 2021. You want to know what those days were? When we opened the doors to the church. Did anybody else like those days? Because I sure did. It was brilliant. 50 people alone. We had this place spread out. We were more isolated in our distancing, our social distancing, but we opened the doors. I got to tell you, it was great to see your faces. <laughs> I mean, everybody's saying, well, we saw you. Well, we didn't see you. We missed that. When we were singing those days, it was a lot like this morning. You could just hear the voices. It was, it was angelic. I mean, it was great to walk around to every person who came through the door and to have a conversation. It was brilliant. You know what? I noticed that when we started to open these doors, because of the church online platform, I have met so many new friends uh, to this church family, and I love every single one of you. It's been so good to know you and to get to know you, and we're loving the things that God is doing, but that doesn't happen when I'm sitting on my couch. Where does it happen? Yes, in this building, but because we have gathered together. Gather is essential for you and I today. And please know that I do know that some of us truly cannot be here in the building right now. I get it. Immunocompromised. It could be sickness. It could be shut in some, somewhere. I understand that. So that's where I was saying earlier, no, no shame or guilt in those particular situations. But I also know that some of us are just in the habit of sitting on our couch and in our pajamas still. And what I am asking is, we need you. Come back. Because somebody else needs you in this body. I'd like to use another picture of, um, of a gas station. And I know a little too soon. Uh, <laughs> 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 especially with what has happened this, this last week. But um, we go to a gas station to place gas into our vehicle so that the vehicle is able to move to where we need it to. Sometimes you'll take it to a shop where the mechanic will also work with your oil because if you do not pay attention 
to the gas or the oil, it means that the engine does not function the way it should. And when that happens, it's like your dashboard becomes like a Christmas tree. It begins to light up with these neat little lights everywhere, right? And they're really not so neat. You don't want to see these lights on your dashboard. But we understand that when you don't take care of those things that feed the engine and you don't give proper care and maintenance to the vehicle, it will shut down. And what I'm proposing to you and I is the second thing in the gather, is that when you come to church, this is the fuel. This is the gasoline that helps you walk into the rest of your week. Like there is something here that you get with other people as we sing, as we interact, talk, drink our coffee, but it is important for us to come together so that we can be fed, that we get the gasoline that we need. Any fans here of a smorgasbord? Anybody like those things once in a while? They're dangerous though, right? Like food comas everywhere. Uh, but I think some people have looked at the church, the Sunday morning gathering as a smorgasbord where it's like, I'm going to gorge out on my one hour on a Sunday morning. But the problem is, folks, is that do you physically eat just once a week? Now, we don't. We eat daily because there's a sustenance there. So instead of just coming to church and say, like, I'm going to get my great fix and my feast, which is still good. Because what Jesus is saying is that the gather is one of the aspects that is going to be for the totality of you and your development with him. But this idea of we have to be really careful with not just gorging just here and not living this out the rest of the week. See, we elevated gather so much that we didn't know what to do when it came to forced scatter. But gather is God's intention and purpose for us. Do not neglect it. In fact, we gather together so that we now can, say it with me, scatter. So let's talk about the scatter for a few moments. I used five verses, you know, to illustrate how the early church was all about the gather. And now I would like to read to you verbatim 25 chapters. Acts chapter 3 to 28. You ready? You excited? And the reason I want to do that is because Acts chapter 3 to Acts chapter 28 is the scatter. So when they did all of this stuff together, went to their temples, listened to their pastors, when they ate together, did the Lord's table together, when they sold their stuff and took care of one another, when they did that gathered, then they scattered. And they began to do some pretty incredible things. I mean, we begin to see that Peter heals a crippled beggar. We see preaching in the temple. We see someone getting stoned because of their faith. We have this great story of Ananias and Sapphira. We see that a lot of people got healed because of the scatter. I mean, I could go on and on about the things that God decided to do that just because they gathered, then they scattered. And it was a part of that scatter where, you know, God decides to get his hands on this character and his name was Saul. Saul hated Christians. He preached and persecuted the church, but God got a hold of him and his name was turned to Paul. And Paul is actually the one guy who wrote most of the New Testament today because the church decided to scatter properly as well. And so we begin to see all of these things that are beginning to take shape. I don't know if you remember back to uh, week two of my COVID teacher series, I spoke about noise. And uh, in that particular message, I said this, is that 
36.6 days of your COVID year 2020 were given to social media. You had 36.6 days on average that we all spent on social media. Now play the math with me, but if you were to give me just one hour every Sunday for 52 weeks a year, and we all know that we probably don't make church 52 weeks a year, but let's just for the sake of the conversation, you give me 52 um, hours, we suddenly see that you either have two hours or two days of formation, no, yeah, two days of formation when it comes to Sunday morning, but you have 37 days of formation when it comes to your social media. Does somebody see this imbalance? Seriously, like this is crazy. Now, I know I'm not talking about what do you do then Monday to Saturday. And that's the point of Scatter. The point of Scatter today is all about your discipleship pathway. I'm asking us the question today, so how do you feed yourself Monday morning? How do you feed yourself Tuesday? When you're feeling low on Wednesday, how do you feed yourself? What are the things that you are doing in your pathway of discipleship? so that Jesus can allow you to be scattered in the places where you are. I have a, um, two wonderful kids. I spoke about my son last week, so let me speak to my daughter this week. My beautiful Anea, my redhead, amazing, spitfire, energy, aggression, <laughs> pray for me. But could you imagine if my daughter came up to me today and said, Dad, I want you to feed me. I'd be like, okay, this is great. You know, Anaya, we've provided food for you in the fridge, so go help yourself and uh, use the oven, whatever you need. Just go do it, right? She's like, no, 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 Dad. I actually want you to sit at the table with me. I want you to take out the fork and knife or the spoon. I want you to cut it up for me, and I want you to feed me. I would tell her to go fly a kite, right? Like, <laughs> like let's be honest. But I want you to imagine the picture because I think sometimes this is what we do in our scatter and our faith. We don't know how to feed ourselves. In 1 Corinthians chapter 3, verses 2 and 3, it says this, I had to feed you with milk, not with solid food, because you weren't ready for anything stronger. And you still aren't ready for you are still controlled by your sinful nature. Do you see why I wrestled when I asked earlier, maybe as, as leaders we've led and balanced? Have we put so much emphasis on this gather thing that we've, we forgot to teach you how to feed yourself? And I know that you can't always hold us accountable because the beauty of Scripture is that you are accountable for you. And my question today is, are you feeding yourself? that when you have to go to scatter, and scatter does happen. How many hours are in a week again? Somebody spit it at me, how many hours? 148? Uh, maybe. Okay, I'm spitballing here. But here's the deal. If I just eliminate one hour of that week because we're in church, I've got all these other hours that I could really be struggling, dying, frustrated in my faith, like, where's my pastor to hold my hand? Where's my connect group leader to hold my hand? And let's be honest, we don't have that, do we? Through the rest of the week. And the scatter comes down to 
How are you forming yourself? And let me make this one comment. For those of us who are new to faith, you're curious about faith, um, the Bible says that you're, you're, you're spiritual babies. Can you be an adult baby right now? Yeah, you can, actually, according to the scripture. Don't call somebody that, that's weird. But, uh, but we have to understand, like, there is this spectrum of how we travel in this discipleship pathway. I think it was Eugene Peterson? It's all about obedience in a long direction, though. So you may start as a baby, but you got to move yourself to the steak and the potatoes. But it comes down to feeding yourself. I would also say this about scatter, is that sometimes scatter can be detrimental to us as well. It's different doing communion by yourself on your couch. But how many of you would know that it's been quite beautiful to come and do that together? Or to sing on my couch. But man, when we heard heaven this morning, that was beautiful. And I think sometimes that we have, through this COVID pandemic and its habits that we've formed, we've got a habit of just sitting on our couch in our pajamas when we don't need to anymore. And you've got an opportunity to come back because we see that this COVID pandemic brought an isolation, but we know that God's not for the isolation. He wants your connection with him and with one another. In COVID, Jesus has opened the door to outreach unlike ever before. Have you noticed this around? Did you walk through the door when you had to be scattered? Jesus was like, as if I've been shut down. I got you. I got you. I got you up there. I got you over there. And I want you to go. This scattered thing Jesus likes. He likes for us to be in our world and to do the things that he's asked us to do. I don't know if you remember this, but in September, October, I spoke a word over our church, a direction, a theme for a year. It was called SOS. Do you remember this? And SOS is a distress signal. It's a call. Did anybody notice the SOS that was called this week? With some rain and with hoarding and gas stations? <laughs> SOS. And Jesus is saying, church, I've scattered you for a reason. Now go and be exactly what I need you to be. In Matthew 20, verse 28, shows us that our own Savior, Jesus, he did not come to be served, but to what? Serve, to be scattered, and to give his life as a ransom to many. It's gather and scatter. It's not gather is the most important, although I think that we've done this for too long. Jesus is saying scatter is important, church, because that's where I've had you living for the last two years. Now have you walked through the door of it? So we're going to practice a scatter moment in our church, um, giving you a couple weeks' notice to figure this out for you. But on December 26th, it's a Sunday, we're making you scatter. We're not opening the doors of the church on that Sunday morning. <laughs> what? 
Christmas. We're going to scatter you. Why? Because we want you to gather together in scattered positions around our city. So why we're saying this a uh, number of weeks in advance is we want you to figure out where are you going to gather? Who are going to be the people that you will gather with? What a great opportunity for you to take this time and to invite somebody new into a home and let them do. So is church going to happen on December 26th? You better believe it. We will provide an online platform still for us all, but we're asking you to scatter. I won't ask if you're excited yet, but we're doing it. <laughs> so, and I think it's going to be great because we have to understand this is about both gather and scatter. It's not one or the other. Perhaps the COVID teacher is showing us that to both gather and scatter matters to Jesus. And folks, that is all that counts. It's time to gather and it's time to scatter. Amen? Will you stand with me and pray this morning? Jesus, I pray for my friends uh, in the room and online as well. I know that um, COVID has definitely directed our steps and our habits a certain way. But today, may we be reminded that the early church's formation and its intention was all about gather and it was scatter. Jesus, I pray that you forgive us when we've made one more significant than the other. They both matter to you. And I ask that if there are those of us who have, you know, been wrestling today over the gather, help us to figure what that out or figure out what that is for us. For those of us that have wrestled with the scatter, um, again, Holy Spirit, speak to that as well. We just want to be a body who models your kingdom. And so I pray that you would um, bring a great expectation. I pray that you will bring a great anticipation for the moments of when we get to gather, those are precious moments. It's where we edify one another. It's where my life reflects into somebody else's life. It's where I get filled. And I pray that you will help us to be a church that scatters well. That this moment, right when we walk out these doors today, the scatter begins. Help us to feed ourselves. Help us to learn our discipleship pathways. To move from milk to solid food and help us to serve, help us to see the SOS that is all around us and step into the things that you have as your church scatters. So give us a great week, things that we are doing. Help us to gather scatter, I pray. And maybe if you're in the room today, you've never had a relationship with Jesus or you're online with us today and this is resonating with you as well. You're saying, I, I want this. I want this Jesus that you talked to me about today. I'm here to tell you that he's got a plan for you. He loves you. He died for you, but he rose again so that you could experience the life that he has for you. And it would be a privilege of ours to journey with you in a decision like that. And at the end of this gathering and on our screens or in our chat room, you're going to see that if this is of interest to you, just text the word LIFE to 250-478-7113. One of our pastors will be there and want to talk to you about Jesus and the difference that he can make in your life. It is time to gather, scatter, 
So help us to walk into this week, I pray. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Again, if you're brand new to us today, uh, go to the Welcome Center. Say hi to Pastor Tyson. Christmas stuff is happening. Hampers, if you've got people who need help, let us know. Pick up a Christmas catalog, both in, in a digital copy or a paper copy. But church, have a great week. Let's go scatter, because now's the time, and we'll gather next Sunday. We'll see you then. Have a good week.